This episode of Health Binge is recorded in front of a live studio audience. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it is. Well, yeah, this is this is really unsettling for me because this is the first time since season one where I actually have to look at you like in the cold white of your eyes. <laughs> and for the last six months more, I've been just at home comforted and swaddled in whatever I've, I've and been. masturbating furiously throughout i'm a multitasker and now just looking at you is real unsettling i don't like it <laughs> haven't lost a pound <laughs> it was all lies yeah it's like fucking standing in front of a house of nine mirrors. months of lies how are you doing we're in the same room this is weird you've uh, snuck up under false pretenses and it's not the false borders. pretenses this is the law because of our audience of listeners I am allowed to travel in order to record podcast. You could just say you missed me. It's nice to see you. Not uh, I, I've got some shit to do in Dublin, and here's my, you're my <laughs> fucking Tin Lizzy I've got you a gift, Stephen. Oh, you've got me a gift. I did get you a gift. Sh- surely not terrible glasses. My glasses are fantastic. The first thing he said to me when he saw me today is, uh, "Nice to see you." I don't like your glasses. <coughs> they were awful. Truly awful. I think they're great. Adam has, I think Adam has, how many glasses did you buy that time you went mad? I've got 24 pairs of glasses. One for? I'd get through most of February, yeah. Yeah, most of February. Mm. That's, do you actually shuffle between them much? No, I have a pair that I wear just when I'm at home that are like my slippers equivalent of glasses and then if i'm going out anywhere i just match them to an outfit do you know what i mean like i don't think there's a particularly match to my outfit because i'm not used to going outside anymore so i don't know how to coordinate it was actually bizarre i was trying to pack the bag and i was so used to traveling that packing bags was second nature to me that packing job was a travesty yeah i can see yeah <laughs> uh yeah it's it's going outside actually i was thinking that to myself when i was packing i was like i don't even know how to dress myself anymore I, yeah, I, I, it's, I, it's, I came for a weekend, I bought two handkerchiefs from my pocket. And you're not even wearing a shirt. <laughs> I, I was only going to wear once, but I, I couldn't decide. I have a tweed one, nice tweed one. That's good. And I have a Santa Claus one. Depends on what you wear, but what's interesting is you've got like a bling watch. Thank you. On you, but the rest is, uh. Well, I was wearing a jumper, but it was a bit warm, so I took it off. Fair enough. Yeah. You're a contradiction uh, visually, which is not a, this is comedy poison in terms of podcasting because it's, it's a hour <laughs> It's of all medium. very visual. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, it's good to see you. And I do have a gift for you. Thank you. Right from the bottom of my heart. Ah, oh, you shouldn't have. I really Really shouldn't, shouldn't have. <laughs> what did I get it's, you, It's doing? Mrs. Brown's Boys Christmas Crackers. Um, a feast of semi-xenophobic treats i believe <laughs> yeah it's a uh, happy christmas thank you absolutely what thing that you want like if there's an item that you would like what celebrity signature would make you pay less for it i got a signed copy of john benville's the sea today i did study that for a junior cert, I think. oh did you yeah i've never read it i, Me I neither 
I <laughs> I re- I was um, I bought it, but I was I was reading that John Benville had gotten offered a he got a phone call on the day that the Nobel Prize was to be offered from inside the Nobel Prize building in is it Sweden or Norway or something Sweden is it? I think it's in Sweden yeah um and he got a he got a phone call from inside the building. A half an hour before the announcement saying you've won you're happy to accept and you do like you want this year or next year what was the story and he said look i don't give a shit i just i'm delighted to get this grant yeah, yeah. and then went off and rang all his friends and then they announced it a half an hour later and he went to win her at all then had to ring all his friends go oh shit sorry won the winner so that was the steve harvey of of uh, novel but the thing was it was a hoax someone had had it in from within the Nobel Prize building and decided, oh, I'm going to fuck with uh, Benville here now. Give Benville a bit of a go. Okay, three people. You've got unfettered access to the Nobel Prize building for three hours. You've got three people to call to say you've, you're, you're awarding them. You have, to, you have to pick, though, somebody who thinks that they, they might merit it. Because no point in, in no point in giving somebody a call going, Oh, you've won Nobel, and they'll be like, "I wouldn't even be in the contention." So you need some. You need to be hitting high on this. So Elon Musk. It depends. Oh yeah, see, I, I was only going for literature in my head when you asked. No, and, and Kenya was the, whole Kenya world. the first person I was heading for. Who? Kenya. Kenya. Yep. Because yep. we'll give because, you that one. Because just, I a don't think it would mean anything to him other than the prestige. I don't. Th- I don't think he'd be disappointed not getting it. I think it would. The the drama would completely. Sur- so you're not doing anything. I don't think it would be as lousy with Kenya. I I do think he would take it personally because it's like dangling that string. Like if you were to go for the obvious choice and say Trump, yeah, I don't think Trump would. No, do you know what? Obama has a, a Nobel Prize, so Trump won. But Trump was nominated this year. Go and fuck yourself with a cactus. What? Because he's the first, first president I think since Jimmy Carter to not invade a foreign country. That's a poor measuring stick for, for peace. For peace, though, yes, poor measuring stick, but a huge accomplishment for an American president. I mean, if you're looking at his accomplishments, that's his accomplishment. He never invaded anyone. What does that say about? Like he's a notoriously combative individual, just by his catchphrase on his series I think was, it says more fired. about American isolationism and that what happens in America is far more significant than the rest of the world for America and therefore I mean what happens in the Middle East you create war you can generate uh, you can generate an income you can spread money around to a very powerful industry you can you can create a lot of employment. You, there's a lot to be gained from war. And when you set up a sports league, you can call it the World Series. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Iran have not won that once. Once, yeah. And never has anyone from Mars won Miss Universe. Stephen, I have, in the interest of talking about fitness that we've been keeping up so far, um, I've got a Christmas quiz for you. Oh, no. Yeah. Because it's going to be a bit of a different Christmas this year, and I don't think we're going to be able to observe many of the usual 
traditions that we observe really outside of our own family, I thought we would look at traditions in other countries for Christmas. So I've got some traditions here for you and I want you to tell me if they're true or false. Okay. This is our uh, Hit me. Uh, live show special where we'll not Hit talk me. about fitness and just get drunk. I am drinking lots of uh, Prosecco, which is... My body is a temple. <laughs> yeah, fucking... Um... Temple of doom, Adam. Keep up. Ah, shit. I was trying to think of Fatima and that, and then I was going to say Fatima Mansions. But that's not a thing. That's a housing estate, isn't it? Very far gone there, Adam. For money... <laughs> For many Japanese people, the traditional Christmas dinner is Kentucky Fried Chicken. True, due to a combination of tiny Japanese ovens and a clever marketing campaign convincing locals that fried chicken is an American yuletide feast, reservations have to be made to eat at KFC on Christmas Day. My question for you, was Colonel Sanders a real colonel? I did not plan for this. Uh, No. Yes. Wrong. No. (laughs) (laughs) Question two, or three, I guess. Uh, There is a Catalan tradition known as Cagatio, or defecating log. Locals in Catalonia create a character out of a log, draw a face on it, and give it a little hat. Then they spend a fortnight feeding it fruit, nuts, and sweets. On Christmas Eve, the entire family beats the log with sticks and sing a traditional song that translates to If you don't crap well... I beat you with a stick until the log uh, excretes all its treats. True or false? No. It's true. Oh. (laughs) They also decorate nativity scenes with small pooping ceramic caganeers. Pretty much. Uh, They have these things called caganeers that are just well-known characters and they could be Mr. Hanky. It's Christmas. They're just famous figures from that year that they make as pooping baubles for their Christmas tree. Uh, there you That's go. Fucking bit. What's well, wrong with them? No wonder they locked up their president. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Catalans have a very, uh, and maybe the larger kind of Spanish thing in general, they have a very fecally obsessed, like they, some of their, a lot of their cursing is to do with shit. Like the uh, Cagataputa is a big uh, Catalan or Spanish swear that's just I shit on a bitch. Uh, not great. It's more of a fetish than anything. Yeah. In Arkansas, USA, families can be found on Christmas Eve tying cranberries to their pet cats and kittens. This is hearkening back to the earliest settlers in Arkansas who, story has it, saw the small town of Bentonville unexpectedly saved by a cat. One Christmas Eve, the town hall was set ablaze and would have been completely destroyed if it had not been for the mayor's cat waking up her owner by walking on his face as he slept. Unusually, the cat had managed to traipse through the family's cranberry sauce set uh, for the next day's meal, leaving cranberry mess all over the mayor's face. To this day, citizens of Bentonville have paid respects to the cat by tying cranberries on their own cat's tails. If they don't have cats, they can get a small statue of Miffy, the historical saviour of the town, to place cranberries underneath. I'm going to call yeah on that one. That's false! Oh, egg all over your face! Yeah. Do you have do you, do you do you do you like cats? I love cats. I like cats too. Yeah, they're great. This is a cat cast uh, <laughs> coming straight from <laughs> Jury's Inn in Dublin. Uh, yeah, it's uh, who doesn't like cats? I like cats. Perverts. Um, but yeah, I remember when like I was a teenager, like we'd cats, but there for a while the cat would come down in the morning because 
I guess I was the last person to get up. So it was kind of like nowhere to go for longevity. Longevity. Mm-hmm. That's how you pronounce it, Adam. Your paste. <laughs> no, no. That's how you pronounce it. Get it right the next time. And longevity. I let that back into the... You've just given yourself a harder job to do now. <laughs> but I... But yeah, the cat juice come down and and sometimes it would just it just want me to get up. So it's just sitting in my chest and fucking hit my face. So that's why you thought this would have been true. I I, I could imagine yeah. I just I just saw go yeah, a cat. See that's I how I get I, you. Do you know what? If if a cat saw a fire though, I think the cat would just like toast you up and go, oh, we're sitting in for this one. Yep. See that's that's how I get you with those little uh those little hints of reality. Nuanced. The next one, uh, we've got nuances. we've got two more. Another another cat question. The Icelandic Jólakaturin or Yule cat cares deeply about fashion. Dating back to the 19th century, this vicious monster will eat you on Christmas Eve if you don't have new clothes to wear. True or false? False. It's true. The Yule cat was created to encourage farmers to finish. Why are these just becoming cat questions? This is to start out as a Christmas quiz. Now it's just. <laughs> Because it's the, fucking cat fables around the world. Because it's Catcast twenty twenty, forgot what year it was. Because um, it's the Yule Cat. It was created to encourage farmers to finish shearing their sheep before the holidays. The score, story goes that Yola Katorunin uh, needs an offering of wool at Christmas in order to be satisfied. So donning a new sweater is encouraged. Mm. This is not a cat question. This is a horse question, and this is the last one. Uh, how many of you got right? Got one. Okay, this is for all the money because I couldn't be arsed counting what you got or what you have. Money shot. <laughs> that would be a great name for a, a podcast. <laughs> what though, Adam? Yeah, I see like a kind of Rush Limbaugh type thing. Actually, his show <laughs> should just on be called Money Shot. <laughs> on fucking economics, that's what he talks about. Jizzing oh, all over economics. The money shot. There was this joke that uh, our mate Andy Joyce, number one fan of, of the Help Binge podcast, used to tell, where you say... Um, and by number one fan, we mean listener. Yeah. <laughs> he'd, come, he'd come on stage and say, um, I've recently just come into a lot of money, uh, which means it's pretty much unspendable now. <laughs> <laughs> That's quite good. I like that. Um, he did. Yeah, he did put up an adorable Facebook post today of... It was like the the daughter was sticking in the 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 letter to Santa into the post box, and it's like, um, and and it was kind of like, are you sure that that's the final? Final? Oh, Chris Tarrant, kind of. Are you sure that that's the 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 thing? Because you can't change it now. And then it was like narrator on the way home. She changed her mind. Oh no! <laughs> what that man is cursed with the most powerful sperm in the, in in the universe. Oh, yeah, yeah. He went from. Having zero children, having four within the space of two years, which yeah, is... Yeah. <laughs> I call him Jizor. <laughs> That's his rap name. Uh, he's going to listen to this, so we should stop. Should we edit that out? I don't know. No, fuck okay, okay. I think... Yeah, okay, it, okay, I'm leaving on you, Adam. <laughs> uh, the tradition of the Mary Lloyd in Wales may well be history's first recording of a rap battle. Carried on from pagan tradition into the modern day, the Mary Lloyd, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that correct, so sorry Welsh people, uh, which is not a real country anyway, is a puppet in the form of a horse skull which one wears going to door door to door in some Welsh towns. Mary Lloyd will show up at your door and accost you with rhymes and insults. 
hoping to gain entry to your home. For your part, you must match. For your part, you must match its rhymes with your own until it is satisfied. If you do not beat the Mary Lloyd's mad rhyming skills, you must let it into your home to eat and drink its fill. That kind of rhyme too. It's true. That is true. And I I saw that lately. Um, they put up, they put up. What is it? They put up horse yeah, so skulls. The, the Mary Lloyd. Maybe I didn't uh, put up horse write skulls that out. But Wales. the Mary Lloyd is a is a horse skull. Yeah, pup, pup yeah. It. It's got like a. And I read, I read, I read, uh, I read about that lately, and I saw a picture of it, and it's fucking terrible. Terrifying. So you're kind of like, what the fuck? Where it's like the Ren boys on acid. Like they, it's just a, a big horse skull, and the pictures I've seen like didn't look pip. Papier mache. It was like, "Hey, what up? I'm dead, Bojack. Let's rap." <laughs> Christmas is really for the children. Let's put out the dead horse's skull. And <laughs> 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 force them to rhyme uh, until they're like him and him. That's what that, <laughs> mom's spaghetti. <laughs> that's what got me. Is uh, which one thing is the, the fact that they're they're mostly insults. Uh, which is particularly Welsh because Welsh and Scottish people are just fantastic and insulting people and that yet you have to rhyme like if a dead horse showed up rapping at me and expecting me to diss him back I would shit my own skull there and then like I don't know why you'd be shitting your skull how do you deal with a with a horse skull coming to you and saying rap (laughs) rap at me Dr. Stephen or I'm drinking all your Guinness for my Guinness but that's it if you can't beat him in this rap battle the dead horse gets to come inside and eat and drink all your shit. <laughs> that being said, I don't think a dead horse would have much of an appetite. <laughs> if I know dead things. <laughs> so, it, so, so it's just for the pride then. <laughs> so you got three out of five correct. I think well done. Good job. I think. Just the little victories. I think that deserves another Christmas gift. Oh. Yeah. Happy Christmas. Ronan, how did you know? <laughs> I actually loved the the what was it um, the Waterford Whispers news thing. It was like Hague trial starts for for Ronan Keating's fairy tale of New York. That was terrible. Did did he cut out the word that you like in it? Oh, you mean the derogatory? I hope not. <laughs> not Ronan. <laughs> What's on not this Ronan, Ronan Keating CD? So, oh shit! I have the price on. Good. <laughs> Life is a roller coaster. Just gotta ride it. Ronan Keating, a famously gaping. The way, no, I don't know. The way you make me feel. The way you make me feel. Oh, yeah. you make me. In no, this life, fucking Jackson Five. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope that's not it. <laughs> Take a drink, Adam. <laughs> Put us all out for misery. In this life, oh, I should have made the quiz drink. Kill me. Keep on walking. When you say nothing at all. Jesus, that must be the greatest hits. You're welcome. <laughs> Brighter days. If you love me. Uh, if I don't tell you now. Only for you. Addicted. When the world was mine. Believe. I recognize believe. What's believe? But that The only one I know is, mm. sure, you know, if you believe in life after love. Once upon a lifetime. No, it's, it's just once upon a time. What are you, what are you thinking, Rona? Isn't it amazing to think at one stage he was one of the most famous men in the world and now you wouldn't be surprised if you caught him in a butcher's and talkie? Um, he's, the fact, yeah, he's, his sustenance of fame diminished 
diminished ridiculously because I felt yeah. he I felt he could have done <laughs> not cri- not criticizing you Ronan but I felt he could have done better I saw him in the West End version of Once no thank you and I'm done and he was famously playing Marcada Erglova's uh, role he I hope so I, I I thought it was like you know seeing live musicals or live musicals doesn't it's fine but I also kind of was like, but there's something pantoish bringing in Ronan Keating. It, 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 yeah. It, you, you're hitting on, mm. you're hitting on the panto market with it. Yeah. It's not to say that, and I mean, if that's, I mean, that's probably a huge money spinner. But I, oh, oh, yeah. Um, like when book. But Mormon, I, I think your man, the other, Glenn Hansard, the guy who wrote it. Well, not Glenn Hansard, but the. Uh, is maybe one of the West Life's a Shane Filan, maybe is that a person? Oh Brian McFadden. Uh, could some of them's on the radio and I I, I kinda always go, Yeah, that would be more That's uh, Nicky Byrne. Yeah. To be a Nicky Byrne would be a more logical logical way to go if you're if that's what you want. I heard one of Maybe them... maybe sure, maybe Ron Keaton's not able to talk very well on stuff. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I not able to talk good. His star burned uh, uh, bright and quick, and that was about it. But and that's all you can ever uh, expect of Ronnie Keating because his whole thing was just. Now I feel I don't know how long we've been doing this podcast, but I feel we've bad mouthed enough. Twenty minutes. Yeah, we should probably talk. How about long have we been on? Twenty minutes. Yeah, and I'm going to have to edit this shit out because we can't be just bad mouthing fucking people. This is what happens party. when we're in a room and we yeah, don't yeah, we don't yeah. have so, any. So focus. I'm going to have to go back now and fucking. Rectify Ron Keaton's reputation after fucking. Okay. Uh, have you been running? So now we have to go fucking 35 or 40 minutes. Have you been running this week? Adam, you don't ask a man, a gentleman, such questions. Oh, I haven't. Have you not? No. I haven't either. Uh, I haven't been it, running. Work this week has I just been. been run since Methuselah was a lad. <laughs> Would you be tempted to name a child Methuselah just to get that goof off not in real life but in in mythical fictional life uh sure let's run with this <laughs> we've time to fill not after all that bad mouthing people <laughs> i can bad mouth people some more if you like <laughs> serious fucking slander yeah no it's it's been this week it's just been absolutely nuts with work so i have said okay i i, I didn't run and i do feel a little guilty about that because i'm judging you uh, I can, yeah. You look like a judge sitting there with your. Actually, give stand up. Give us a twirl. I didn't bring any chocolate. Yeah, yeah. Am oh I gorgeous? Yeah, I mean, like your thing was, you were always slight, except for there uh, for a little brief period. So. Oh, that was my fat Elvis period. <laughs> your fat Elvis. Period. I remember, yeah, yourself and Donica used to give me mostly Donica. He was like, Jesus, you put on a lot of weight. But you look good. Well, the you thing, don't know the how thing to was, take there, that. there was there was a period where you were very thin. Oh, nine, and, I was nine stone up tra- until I was and like you tried and eat twenty-four. With you. And yeah. That was so you actually like at the minute you look good and healthy. You look like you look you look kind of right. Like <laughs> okay, <laughs> there was a period there where you're a little fat bastard. Yeah, I wouldn't say fat bastard, but I, certainly use those words. I would. I, I never went more than no, a... No, no. See, the thing is, you weren't... You were you, Okay. Fine. I was I big did, for my bills. I, did, I didn't want to have to elaborate on the fat bat. 
<laughs> but you were the thing is you you can it doesn't you don't you're not somebody who carries weight well well certainly you're, I've, I've got you're, I've got a you're small framed and you're yeah I've got a small frame so anything on me will stick out completely and like I'm tiny so if you put a, a medium size shirt on me I look like I'm going to do you know what I I, I am such a small build that when I was graduating uh, I went to buy a suit in the suit shop in Kilkenny and I was trying to get fitted for this suit and the guy who doing the, the fitting and worked in the suit, suit, suit shop that's a hard word to say said <laughs> we don't have anything like what you're looking for can I interest you in a confirmation suit <laughs> which really was the most emasculating moment I've had in my entire life Jim like twenty three years of age, going. Would you like something for this twelve year old? Will this will this do you? Not great. The most I I I think the most sort of landed insult I think I I took weight wise was I went to a funeral one time and a cousin of mine came up to me and he says, "Geez, you're ready for the mart." <laughs> I thought you were going to say he said you're next. Oh no! Well, that would be something. But you know, he comes up and it wasn't even it wasn't even just you're ready for. He patted my belly and went, "Just you're ready for the mart." <laughs> that's not even subtle. That's just cruel. Yeah, yeah. It's just like that's very full on. <laughs> There's something about funerals though that make insults just like the order of the day. You know? Yeah. Subtlety. I I don't think any of us, any of us have the the ability to back down from the, the thought <laughs> that we initially go with. I had. I an think ex- it's just it's like a fairly standard. We just. I had an extremely Adam moment at a funeral recently. I was at a, a, a family funeral, and when I, when I say Adam, you'll know exactly what I mean. Just <laughs> whose family? Too awkward to find. <laughs> Trump um, and we were out in the back garden and they were putting up a gazebo of you know just to, to, to fit people in um, outside uh, outside because we were trying to do the social distancing thing and I saw just a fucking massive spider on this gazebo so I said I am not standing under that when that fucking <laughs> massive spider is there so Everyone who was attending the after the funeral was sitting or standing underneath this gazebo. And for about two hours, I just stood three meters away in the other direction, <laughs> afraid to go underneath. And everyone kept saying, will you come in and sit down? Will you, will you do that? And I said, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Are you afraid of spiders? No, I was doing it for the goof. Yeah, I, I hate them. Oh, I like spiders. Really? I, In fact, I encourage them. You You make them breed. No, like I, 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 like, I'm like, oh, good spiders, um, and and I don't like getting rid of the webs. Do you know with because, some spiders, I hate flies. Oh no, I'll take a fly over a spider. And my enemy's day. enemy is my friend. Some spiders, if you pet them, they go bald. <coughs> you're looking at me as if I know what you want to say. I'm not I, I don't even, I don't even need to say that. Uh yeah, if you if some <laughs> some, some spiders you pet them and all the hair falls off. <sighs> Animal fact of the day. I didn't know that. Mm. Uh, so 
don't know what spiders are particularly hairy. I could fill a book with stuff you don't know. I would call it book of stuff Stephen doesn't know. It wouldn't be a very big seller. It's not a universally. <laughs> and it's fairly sparsely. It's more of a pamphlet, really. <laughs> I, uh... Nope. I thought I had a funny pamphlet story there. I don't. Oh, thank God. Thank God for that. That was a close call. So we're coming up to Christmas now. We talked about last week. Uh, were you going to do anything fitnessy? You said you weren't. Is there anything I can twist you into? No, I. Do you know what? In, uh, actually, it, and I will remind you. We're we're like thirty minutes into a fitness podcast where we have talked about anything else, and now I will. I will say I wanted to go swimming when the place reopened. I haven't gotten out to do it. Um, and partially just because, partially because I had a few, I had to take a little bit of time off work earlier in the week because I was a bit unwell, and partially because then trying to catch up on that work was just fucking manic, and the fact that I knew I was coming to Dublin this weekend meant that I, I was just trying to clear the decks because I didn't, I didn't want to be coming, and looking into your sweet eyes, Adam. My beautiful baby blues. And 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 be worrying about emails. So Wait, sorry, emails. This was about running. Where how did you manage to Houdini this about something else <laughs> entirely? So yeah, I haven't gotten swimming and I'm really looking forward to it because I like swimming and it's something I kinda miss. Missed just being able to go across and breaststroke. And then go in the water. <laughs> I uh, I would recommend while you're up in Dublin, go out towards uh, a Clontarf area and go out for a little dip, a, a little dipping. Uh, they have this, I think you'll appreciate the antiquatedness of, of what this is, is um, out near Bull Island, there are two sure. areas awesome. where they say you go and swim there and, and they're gender separated. Uh, straight from the Victorian uh, we just got here on the train this is our holiday and we can't swim together is this together. 40 foot or something it's, it's not 40 foot 40 foot is over on the other side okay there is a there's been posters put up recently and it's like no fucking swimmy dickheads I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm paraphrasing I'm paraphrasing but this is a signed Leo Varadkar but what but there's been posts put up pretty much sort of like uh, we oh we don't want people swimming coming around here Yes, it's, like Mexicans in an episode of South Park. Like what? what it's, yeah, it's 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 it. That's the way I read it. It was kind of like this is bizarre. What is wrong with you? Yeah, it's kind of like we don't want the we don't we don't want your types around here. I've got many objections just in general to. Uh, it's that's it. It's um, no dry robe or dry robe types, and you can see dry rope. Dry robe. So oh, okay. Mm-hmm. You can okay. see, um, hang on, give me a second to get it up. You take as much time as you need, sweet cheeks. By order, no dry robe or dry robe types. These are posters were put up. Jeez, you need better glass than them. 
No, I was trying to see the facial expressions. <laughs> functional and functional and stylish, Adam. Um, they dry robe. Dry robe is, is capitalized as if well autocorrect. And but people, dry robe is is suggesting. Uh, dry robe is what they're known as. People who go kind of year round swimming. No dry robe. So I think that's just bizarre. Where was this? In one of them, like it could have been 40 foot, it could have been where you're describing, because these are all same. These are all similar places. Uh, I'll actually just see, but I think, I don't think it is uh, on what I'm looking at here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't think it, it actually specifies which one it is, but... Well, I say, fuck the begrudgers, go out to the 40 foot, get your dry robe on, and get it dripping wet. Oh, of course, yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, why not, but... I'm not going with you, but... Oh, and also my testicles, I, I, like, them, I like them out and juicy, <laughs> not all up in my, my innards. And on that note, I've got one last present for you before we get off the show. It's a willy warmer. So, what have we? Michael McIntyre. Live. I bet he does all his good bits there. The joke where he uh, makes a joke at the expense of poor people and how funny their lives are. And then he does a joke about, oh, isn't it so relatable how we all have loads and loads of money? <laughs> if you're listening, I know we've had some censored insults, but I'm quite happy to open up on Michael Michael <laughs> McIntyre um, because... What a cunt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. There's no getting away from that. No. Uh, this has been another productive week talking about fitness and all there within as we sit here getting maybe quite evidently trolleyed. Um, thanks for joining us. And I guess, I mean, as we get back to a normal setting, maybe next week we might promise we'll talk about some fitness stuff. Uh, it's been honestly quite strange sitting opposite you to do this. Look, Looking into your pearly whites that are uh... vacillating wildly. <laughs> that 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 are strangely magnified through those horrible glasses. These are nice glasses. I only got them this week. I'm going to get a complex about them. <laughs> uh, so, That's Stephen, good. up yours. Merry Christmas, everybody. I'm dreaming of a white. Oh, Jesus, let's cut this off. Christmas, <laughs> just like the ones we used to know. With a 